0: Hey guys, welcome to your second full season of the League of Dons podcast. Um, I know Guns and I did the Guns and Sod podcast for a couple years, but that was only available, you know, via our group text. This podcast will be available on Apple Music, Spotify, um, wherever you need to listen to your uh, podcasts. I really enjoyed doing a review on the first six teams from the draft, from the auction draft. Um, it's kind of nice actually not being in the league. I, am I, not going to have my own personal spin or bias on trying to manipulate rosters or anything like that. I think we're going to ha- have some good ideas for some interviews this year. So really going to have some fun with it. Um, uh, while I'm no longer a league of Dons member, I'm a league of Dons fan first and foremost. So just like many podcasts are set up around fantasy football or podcasts that are set up, um, you know, in review of, of leagues, it's usually administered by fans. So that's what I am. I'm just a fan here. Um, really fanboying out watching, you know, you great athletes, you great managers of teams, uh, put these rosters together. Um, so looking forward to the rest of the season. Uh, let me know if you have any ideas, if you want to get on the podcast, very easy to do, uh, mobily and, we're, we're here. We we're out you. All right. Chad Cox, Team of Mediocrity. I'm assuming this was Chad's first time doing an auction draft. Uh, There's really nothing exciting on his team. That's the best way to put it. If this were a snake format, um, Chad's earliest pick would have probably been on Damian Williams, who's going as a early third or potentially a lower second round pick in a 12-team format. Um, And that's really all. There's question marks around each one of his players. T.Y. Hilton, question mark about Andrew Luck. That's his most expensive receiver. Robert Woods. Very good receiver, uh, probably some decent value right there. But Cooper Cup's coming back, you don't know if that's going to do anything to his overall production. Tyler Boyd, uh, contingent on the A.J. Green situation, which isn't great, but that entire offense might not be great. Chris Carson, hey, biggest Seahawk fan right here. I love Chris Carson, but there's going to be games he just doesn't play because he does get nicked up. Um, So then that takes you to Zach Ertz, probably his best player. Um, but you know, you're spending a lot of money at the tight end position for not one of the top two guys who are probably game changers when it comes to George Kittle and um Travis Kelsey. So what you're left with is really just a, a pile of yeah, mediocre shit of which, you know, Damian Williams, he spent a lot on him. He already has a hamstring issue. We have no idea if it's gonna work in Kansas City. And then Tevin Coleman is his last running back of note that he took. Um, and it really highlights just a, a lack of overall strategy that I've seen from most of the teams we've reviewed so far. Why aren't people picking up handcuffs? If you're going to spend a dollar on guys like Edo Smith or Damian Harris down the road, what, what is the reason for not getting a Matt Verita? or a Jarek McKinnon in this case. I don't think it would have cost very much money. So very curious if uh, this was Chad's first time doing a draft. I don't think he's probably very excited about his team. Too many question marks. Let's talk a little Jay Rose. So if I'm looking at Jay's team for the first time, and let's say we're in a vacuum, and it's purely based off the guys on the roster, and we know nothing about, Things that have happened in the off-season, whether people have reported to camps, looks like a very strong team. First look, then you dive a little bit deeper and you see that the player that he spent a, a, por- a good portion of his budget on is Zeke. You would think if you did spend on Zeke at that dollar amount, 56, you would spend the rest of the money to handcuff the Zeke situation. At this point, it doesn't appear like he's done that. Now I don't have much um, much of a view into the Free agent wire, so maybe he's already acquired um, Pollard or whoever else he might need to acquire to handcuff that situation. But I'm pretty surprised by that. Um, Going down from there, I know he's always been a a big Tariq Cohen uh, fan. Good decision in PPR, um, so he's going to have some value there. Juju, strong choice, good to spend some money on uh, at that position. Josh Gordon, we now know the information about Josh Gordon being reinstated, and there's balls have to go somewhere in uh, Foxborough. So I think that's a relatively strong pick as well. Cooper Cup, probably going to have a great year on his comeback. Then it starts to get a little questionable. Kenyon Drake, we're not sure the total situation down there in Miami. He's definitely not going to be an an every down guy. Um, Then two quarterbacks back to back, Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, uh, paid only $3 for Drew Brees. That seems like a pretty strong pick. So it would have been even better if he hadn't spent any money on Russell Wilson. I don't see a reason to have two quarterbacks on his roster, especially one that he spent over a dollar for on another position when guys like Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers was two dollars. I mean, those guys are probably gonna be right there with Russell. I don't anticipate he's gonna have a great fantasy season, but Drew Brees probably will. And uh $3, not a terrible bet there. Uh, Adrian Peterson had a ton of carries last year. Um, I know a lot of people are on Geis, but that doesn't look like he's ready to take over that backfield situation. So not a terrible draft pick there. Um, Love Njoku as his tight end. And for $5, especially when we've looked at uh, the overspending at the tight end position for other players, what that is some serious value in a um, high powered offense. So overall, Really like Jay's team, Um, the Zeke situation is going to uh, decide most of what happens next. The commish. So it looks like Cox started off hot by spending over a dollar on a defense. Always a strong decision in an auction format on the Chicago Bears. But when you know a team is going to play Aaron Rodgers twice a season, you have to take a defense like that. So... Strong pick. Let's move on to James Conner. I actually really did like Cox's overall strategy here. He spent uh, quite a bit at certain positions. I think you do need to get premium players in an auction. Um, if you think about it from a snake format, if you can stack multiple first-round picks and then supplement your late picks with dollar value players that are closer to you know, mid-round picks in a traditional snake, you're really getting a lot of value out of that situation. So I like that he went James Conner, Todd Gurley, Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb. That's most of his money. It's gone into those players. Now, the turnaround on that is unfortunately Todd Gurley uh, cost a decent amount, $43, and you would think you'd want to handcuff that situation. There's a reason you got him at a discount. There's a good chance he's not going to play every game this season. He has the knee issues handcuff that scenario draft his backups so something to consider for the future but um after that from a value standpoint latavius murray probably going to vulture some touchdowns down in uh, new orleans jared goff for a dollar is an excellent pick uh eric ebron surprised he went over a dollar but sometimes those things happen uh when people are bidding on players Uh, got a Geronimo Allison pick in here for a Packers player and, uh, final pick was Nikhil Harry. Um, sounds like he might not be having a great camp with, uh, or, uh, you know, a great preseason with the Patriots, but, um, a lot of value for, for a pick down the road when you don't have much, uh, you know, in your free agent bank. Let's talk about Dylan. So Dylan, um, you know, I, I have a little bit more insight into into Dylan. He gave me a call, talked to me about his roster. Um, you know, he has a strategy of being willing to pay $5 over the suggested value for studs. So he went hard at Saquon Barkley, which looked to be, you know, the number one pick in uh, snake formats for for uh, average draft position this year. So Saquon's a stud. Went big there, 70 bucks. No problem with that. David Johnson um, spent a lot. Uh, you hope he has a good uh, bounce back season. Everybody seems to be high on the Cardinals offense just from a touches standpoint. And he's a Cardinals fan, so I understand that pick too. First one to bring a little pause is probably Deshaun Watson. Really fun player. Great guy. But the question is, is his replacement value for a lot of these other uh, quarterbacks like a Jared Goff for a dollar, or Carson Wentz for five dollars, is spending you know fifteen dollars on Deshaun Watson going to get you the best return? Um, Stefan Diggs as you know a mid-level value receiver, he's always been a big Diggs guy. Um, I think Diggs fall, fell just outside the top ten or was right at about it in PPR formats last year. So he's still uh, pretty valuable in that offense, even with uh, splitting all the catches to uh, Thielen. And then as you look down, I really like the Vance McDonald pick as his tight end. Uh, a lot of people are high on Vance this year, and uh, he was an inexpensive pick for somebody that's probably going to be um, in the upper T. He's definitely going to be a, a tight end one and could be a big Larry comeback season. So he's he's banking all in on the Arizona offense. Probably not going to be a very good team, but could be fun offensively. Um, overall, pretty solid team. Um, I would expect, at the at the beginning of every year, I expect Dylan to be a top uh, four or five franchise. And then he trades everybody away at some point. So right now, roster looks pretty good, but I could see that changing relatively soon. Guns. All right, let's talk Eric Gunderson. So Gunst uh, covers the NBA. You know, he really is one of the uh, wokest people out on Twitter. And then he turns around and in a league that, you know, is very divided racially, goes ahead and drafts, spends his money on three white guys to start the draft. Aaron Rodgers for 10, Christian McCaffrey for 64, George Kittle. 35. I don't know if we need to cancel guns yet, but he's definitely on a watch right now. Let's start with that first pick, Aaron Rodgers, $10. I know some people are out there saying that might be a little much and that Rodgers has lost his fastball. I've certainly given enough crap to Rodgers in the past, but I do think he's going to have a pretty substantial year and probably has a chance at winning the uh, MVP this year. So I look for him to be re-energized and I think he's going to be putting up a lot of points week to week. So You won't like to see that you're playing against Aaron Rodgers when you're playing guns. McCaffrey, big season last year, probably worth uh, paying, especially in the PPR format. George Kittle had a monster season. Some weird stuff going down in San Francisco, though. It uh, didn't seem to affect him last year. He had multiple different quarterbacks and was still effective. on Johnson uh, was guns' uh, next most expensive player at $38. Um, outside of Christian McCaffrey. He actually spent more the, on carry-on than he did on George Kittle. But he is um, climbing up a lot of draft boards uh, and getting a lot of re- recommendations from the other podcasts out there. Um, I think that's a pretty strong pick. Uh, we look at guns receivers. He's going to have some questions. He needs people to show up. He's got D.D. Uh, Westbrook, D.J. Moore, who's a lot of people's like dark horse breakout candidate. Uh, James White, I think he's put James White on his team every year. That seems like a guns player. And then after that, um, he's going to be hoping for a lot of things, like a Mike Williams breakout, uh, Muhammad Sanu to uh, continue with being that other option on whatever team he's playing for these days. And uh, as I'm looking down, there isn't much more to talk about outside of that he drafted Tom Brady. He spent a lot on Aaron Rodgers, probably no reason to spend on a backup quarterback. You're going to be able to get a guy that's a, a dollar value player later in the season. So overall, Guns, um, gonna be an interesting team. Could be weak at receiver. That tends to be a position that's easier to pick up in PPR formats off the wear, waiver wire. So um I but I at the beginning of the season, I don't think you're gonna want to look at his team and see that you're playing Rogers, Kittle, and McCaffrey uh when you're matched up against him. So good job, Guns. Shelter, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Mason. Let's take a look at Mark's team. First pass at Mark's team. His first pick that he spent quite a bit on is Alvin Kamara, $61. I've been a Kamara owner in uh, multiple leagues now for the past couple of years. Love Kamara. Love what he brings to the table. Uh, great in PPR formats. Um, so I really enjoy the pick. Hopefully uh, his only question mark is really, can he, can his body stay up with another NFL season? He's out there taking a lot of snaps um, and he will have his carries vultured down at the goal line. Uh, but that hasn't happened. That hasn't kept him from being productive for years now. Uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, so looking the other way on what's going on off the field, but uh, you know, it's it's hard to judge all these guys at this point off the field with, with everything that's going on. Tiger Kill, strong pick. Calvin Ridley, uh, strong, pretty strong pick for the value. You get him for 16 bucks. He is a wide receiver, too, but he could be a pretty high-end wide receiver, too. Uh, Marlon Mack as your second running back. Um, we really just don't know the situation in, in Indianapolis. If Andrew Luck's going to play and how that might affect uh, the Marlon Mack situation, but he's probably getting touches. Um, spent on A.J. Green. Uh, That whole situation, it sounds like a lot of people are just staying completely away from A.J. Green. Didn't spend a lot on him, but um, in a position where you you didn't have much budget left and it kind of left you with um, your last pick of value being Philip Lindsay for $18. So I think in theory, it's nice to, to have A.J. Green for a discounted rate. But I traded for A.J. Green in a league last year. Got him towards the end of the season after the foot thing, and he—I don't think he ever played another game. So um, he's not a great—he's not a fun guy to have on your roster to be checking on every week. Um, so overall, Mark's team—you uh, know—I I haven't been grading these on like an A through you know F scale, but I think it's—I think he's got a solid foundation. He's got some real studs at the top in Camara uh, and Hill, especially in the PPR format. Um, So he'll probably be able to build around that, but potentially lacking some depth.